We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo coming to you a little, it's basically 11.30 on Saturday, January 14th. The Dallas Mavericks just lost to the Portland Trailblazers in the first of a two-game series in Portland. Tonight, they lost 136-119. to Josh, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. This, uh, this West Coast road trip is not treating, I don't think, any of us very well, to say the least. And and I think that's sort of what I want to start with because I I need to I need to like get out some conflicting thoughts that I'm trying that I'm having trouble reconciling. Mm-hmm. So my first con- my first thought is that like I am very tired. This has been a long week because we yes. do this on top of our day jobs and family and life, and it just it just wears you down. Um, and that's a just a complaint. So I'm, I think I'm a little more touchy than normal. Uh, the second is that the, the Mavericks have had like numerous back to backs on fucking weekends and <laughs> yeah. this shit eats, eats up my time. And again, I'm choosing to do this, but I'll say the financial compensation that we get is not worth the time we put into it. It's really hilarious. This is still always labor of love. So when we, the, the next thing I'm trying to reconcile is that when we watched uh, like all five Mavericks play 45 plus minutes against the Lakers, this felt inevitable. Um, so so it, this being the Mavericks just getting shellacked. And then the, the third and the final thing I'm trying to reconcile is why the fuck were so many Mavericks players that mattered in deep into the fourth quarter with Dallas down 20? I don't have any answers for you there. Uh, I could not believe when the lead got to 20 and there was like, what, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter? Yeah, like, man, and kid just, just leaves them in. It's, it's over, man. Dude, like, just... got hurts for anybody who wasn't paying attention and probably is yeah. out for a few games. He's not dead, but I'm mad because the Mavericks are down four players already. And then I had to write and watch about 
JaVale McGee, JaVale McGee in his like basketball war crime had to write and, and watch uh, uh, Theo Pinson, who is not and never will be an NBA player. I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. You know, c- congrats on the podcast. If you'd like to join ours, we're, we're welcome to have a host that knows stuff. I don't care. And then we, we also had to watch Frank Milikina, who by actually had an okay game, but that's three players that got significant minutes and good teams are built to withstand some injuries. Now, what the Dallas Mavericks are dealing with right now goes beyond that. That's four players before tonight out of their rotation. Five tomorrow, if if we assume Tim Hardaway is out. So it's just like it's a little beyond the pale. But their their key offseason acquisition cannot play a negative eight in eight minutes, committed two turnovers, a basket interference, and gave up multiple offensive rebounds while doing dumb things and fouling. That can't. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm so pissed, Josh, because I feel like I wasted my night. And, and then I, I, it's what's going to happen. And this is a, the the fair counterpoint is, well, the Mavericks are super hurt and that is true. And probably the only real thing that matters, but I still feel like I wasted my night and I selfishly am very pissed off about that. That's fair. Let me offer a couple points to bounce off of there. Okay. Um, you talk about the people that are going to be like, the Mavericks are hurt. What are they going to do to kind of wipe away right. this stretch? And that's fair. And that's completely accurate. But this is why when we were, this is why when you start the season 13 and 13 with a completely healthy roster and Luca averaging 33 points a game is bad. <clears throat> I mean, after all those losses, the Chicago loss, the Detroit loss, the, the the Denver loss when they were missing three starters, the Houston loss. I mean, I, I don't even we don't need to list them all because I feel like we list yeah. them every other podcast. Right. But no, every we do. Well, we do. every <laughs> well every time every every time we count on after this game, we went. You know, th- this isn't going to hurt them right now, but it's going to hurt them later when things get hard because every NBA regular season gets hard. I'm sorry, but like the Mavericks are not the only team snake bitten by injuries. Now they might it might be getting a little bit dicey now but, i don't remember a season but, quite like this like yeah covid stuff but legitimate injuries this it's is starting one to rank more, there. yeah but but again this is why you don't fuck around in the beginning of the season when your team's healthy and luke is playing out of his mind like you don't start the season five you know and they talked about it in the preseason they said we can't get off to another slow start and they did and now instead of having a much larger cushion instead of that seven game winning streak vaulting them into maybe a, a comfortable first place lead in the conference like that could have been on the table if they would have started i don't know 20 and 6 instead of 13 and 13 and i know that sounds crazy considering how we've watched this team but those were very winnable games they lost at the beginning of the season i, I don't know how you know there's no sugar coating it you know they blew yeah. a 17 point halftime lead in the season opener for goodness sakes like the third game of the season, they lost to a Pelicans team without Zion and, and Brandon Ingram. Like, uh, I, I'm sorry to rehash it, but there's not much to talk about this game because they lost this game when they lost that double-digit lead against the Lakers. Like, as soon as that Lakers game became a game where everyone had to play a bunch of minutes, this game was an L. Like, Luka played 53 minutes uh, a couple of nights ago. How the – like, in in what right world did anyone think he was going to be – like in in good shape, good condition to 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 lead this team to a really difficult uh, road environment and try to get a win against a team that's like really desperate for a win. Like yeah, they, they were they lost. So I went and looked at this. The Trailblazers prior to tonight had won three games since December fifteenth. 
Um, they were on a five game skid, but they've lost a lot. They yeah. went from being kind of third, fourth in the West to being way down there. And this Mavericks win, the win over the Mavericks, and frankly, the likely win tomorrow night over the Mavericks, gives like breathes air into their season and adds and puts me back into the I just don't know what to think about this team because now that I'm done with my rant, I completely like my unemotional side understands that like the the injuries are what are kind of the underlying factor behind why this team isn't a little bit better. And and the fact that they've actually done what they've done with Dorian missing, it'll be a month by the end of uh, by the middle of next week since Dorian has been out. Josh Green has been out since December 9th. Maxi Kleba has been out since December 12th. Like this this has gone on. Like the Mavericks that they've survived and and to a certain extent, you know, thrived. I mean, it's thrived is a tough one, even though we know that that seven game win streak was a bit fraudulent. They they've really done well in the big picture sense. So I just have a I, you know somebody popped out. I think it was Kevin on our staff pumped into the popped into the game slack and was like blow this team up. And it's like when you watch them lose like this, that's a completely defensible feeling. But they're still big picture. They're gonna they're they're still gonna win like forty five games, right? Because those guys are gonna come back and the seasonal the floor is theoretically high. The ceiling yeah. is low. But yeah. the the yeah. But what you got to be mad at, and then you think about you know you get mad at again that Lakers game. That game should have been over in the third. They should have won. With the, yeah, I mean, they should have been over in the third quarter. And by the way, I think Christian Wood didn't he hurt his ankle in one of the overtimes? Yeah, he so did. Like, yeah. You, you yeah. take <laughs> so you take care of business, and he's not hurt. I mean, I know butterfly effect. I mean, you can't necessarily change the past and predict what's going to happen. I'm just, but like. When you open yourself up to playing a double overtime game against a really bad Lakers team, like the more minutes you play, the more the odds increase that something weird can happen, you know, like it's just bad. So that Lakers game, you know, I'm glad they won it. You know, obviously, imagine where where we would be talking about right now if they lost that game and this game Um, would be pretty bad. But it just makes me hard hard to talk about this game. Like the Mavericks made 22 of 46 from three, and they were never in this game. Never in the game. And that's rare. And that goes to show what, you know, I wrote on the site about how awful the defense has been for about a month now. And the guys that are missing, like, are all their best defenders. So it was going to catch up to them. Like, once you stop playing Houston and San Antonio every other day, and you're missing these kind of guys, you're going to get your doors blown off occasionally. Well, and the answer... The 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 Mavs broadcast talked about this how Portland is one of the lowest driving teams in the league and yet they they I don't even know how many paint paint points they had but they went at the rim all night long all and night long who's gonna stop them Luca well Spencer and, and, Tim. and that's actually <laughs> something specific I sort of wanted to talk about where uh, I think it was Matthew uh, Phillips in our in our game chat pointed out that or it's Brett I'm sorry it was it was uh, Brent Brooks who who pointed out that. When Powell picked up his fourth foul in the second quarter, it was because Kid had to leave him in because he cannot play JaVale McGee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, McGee is unplayable. If he wasn't on a three-year contract, he would be cut. I feel the, pretty confident in that. The thing with McGee that hurts is not only the fact that he's on, like, the on-court stuff hurts, like what he's doing. But you think about like he was literally, he was literally their only free agent maneuver. Only one this mm-hmm. summer. He, yep. they, he used 
he his contract was the only contract they could have given in terms of like a multi-year non-veteran minimum and they spent it on him they didn't spend it on another wing another guard like they spent it on him and you go back and if you want to feel really bad about yourself go look this summer and look at the guys that got money in about mcgee's range um bruce brown in denver right now back up forward do it all jack of all trades forward that sound pretty good right now wouldn't yep. it <laughs> it's like there were some guys available in that price range well, they, but, because they didn't know like we talked about this jason uh, kidd doesn't understand why they won i'm pretty positive in that luca is why they win I am not remotely interested in these these conversations about how, oh, well, if it's the team that they surrender, you know, building around Luca is very difficult. I'm not going to be that naive, but the team wins because the team won last year because they played at the 30th or like 32nd pace, even though there's only 30 teams in the league. <laughs> and they they won the re like they they won the rebounding math despite and, and what I mean by that is they lost the rebounding battle, but they won the three-point math. So the solution to go get a rebounder still on paper makes sense, okay? But JaVale McGee was not the answer. He was a bad basketball player. And I am, you know, we're 44 games into this. We've done this once or twice before. People have heard this. If you thought JaVale McGee was good, you are lying because you haven't seen him play basketball. His numbers look good. Hell, his numbers tonight. You're going to look at him and go, wow. McGee played eight minutes and had five rebounds, which he did, <laughs> okay? But he was a sieve. He gambled on blocks. He gave up all, like he gave up a free throw rebound. That was one of the things that the Mavericks like needed. Didn't he do that against the Lakers too? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, I just, I need people. <sighs> Basketball is such an easy sport to ball watch, okay? And a guy like McGee should be a lot better than he is. But the reason he isn't is because he's never learned to do the things that would make him better. He's easily baited. He's not like, and, and again, that he was put into this spot frustrates me, but the Mavericks chose to go get him. So they and he are ultimately responsible for this level of criticism. So the fact that that teams attack both Dwight Powell and JaVale, and JaVale McGee, which are basically the options at this point, Davis Bertans at center, Means the next thing that has to happen, and Kid is talking about this right now. He's saying the defense was really bad. Perimeter defenders have to stop getting shook by single dribble moves. That shit is driving me crazy. Yeah, but the the problem is, is there's not like what do you what do you scheme like? There's no scheme to that. You know what I mean? Like there's there's nothing right, to other talk than about. Play it's better, pretty... which I actually like. <laughs> I'm sorry, like that. If, if these if guys aren't the defenders, solution... these guys aren't defenders. The guys that they're playing right now aren't defenders. Like. That's the problem. I, I just I hate it because it's like the defensive principle type stuff where it's like you see guys with the wrong foot forward and stuff. And and if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's it's just like basic stuff where where, where your lead foot is it. I don't even want to get into this stuff. It I know they're not defenders, but all of them could stand to be an inch better. Yeah, just I a know. little bit. I know. And maybe they would have been a little bit better tonight if they all didn't have to play 45 yes. or 50 minutes in a double overtime game. A couple of See, and that's why I, I started off saying yeah, I have a whole right. bunch of irreconcilable facts that I understand why I just am mad. That's why I was more mad about that Lakers game, and it was a win. I like, remember <laughs> we were talking, I was like, man, people are going to like be really mad at me that I'm this mad about a win. But I was like, you just 
you just costed yourself a game. Like it's just, right. like, and this was the game to get because now, like, is Lucas not? Is Luca gonna like Lucas? Lucas shouldn't play tomorrow night. He needs and a rest. He's toast. No, honestly, if I, I, I don't, I wouldn't play any of these. I wouldn't play Luca. I wouldn't play Spencer. I wouldn't play Tim. I wouldn't play any of those three guys. Yeah. Like no, see it. Let's let's let McKinley Wright go do some stuff. Let's yeah. let Theo Pinson get minutes, even though you know he was three of six from three tonight. So somebody's going to yell at me about this, but like I don't care. Like I, like you save your legs. You got a, uh, you got a two game homestand against Atlanta and Miami, two teams that are like that are very beatable. Yeah, be, very beatable, but they can beat you. I mean, they're yeah. playoff teams, so like let's not look that over. So they got they've got a. a no, not a two-game homestand. They've got four games at home. Like, just I wouldn't play anyone of importance tomorrow that you can you can get away with. I mean, you know, obviously you'd have to play like Powell, and you probably need to you have to play Bullock. But I, I would re- I would rest Luca. I would rest Spencer. I'd rest T- THJ. And THJ might you know I don't depending on the severity of that ankle sprain might not have a choice. He might be out. I don't know. But I I, I just don't see the point. Uh, just sure. get home. Just try to get home as much as one piece as you can. Try to salvage something. Yeah. Uh, try to rebound in the four-game homestand. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple of things that I do want to at least address that weren't, like, awful. So thing number one, <laughs> shout out to Reggie Bullock for raising his three-point percentage in a single game from 31.3 to 33.8 because uh, he went 8 of 10 from the floor, and he the shot looked pure and confident and confidence is key for him i hope it's the start of something 24 points clear season high um and then the next thing i i, I like to see I, I i was appreciative of spencer's attacking um more less spencer dawdling spencer likes to try to do like luca light shit and his strength is in his length and in his like defenders seeming inability to judge his length when he commits to a move, so I like north, Spencer. His north south. When he just decides, I'm going to be north south, yeah. just a straight line drive to the rim. He's, you know, that's what he did last year. He had mm-hmm. a, his free throw rate was huge uh, on yep. the team last year, and, and it's, he, this has been bad off. this year because yeah. he's not attacking. Yeah, it's not the same. I mean, you, you can't really complain about anything about the offense. I mean, they, no. <laughs> what do you think of Hardy? Mm, I feel like these last. I mean, he. It's not his fault. Yeah, his, I mean, defense is bad, but what are you going to do? Yep. Um, you know, this, well, was prob- this was probably a game he probably should have played more, if only because they should have realized that this game was lost yes. earlier and got yes. him into the game faster. I would so like to Luka see... doesn't play 36 minutes. So offensively, I like his attack, but he's getting his shit thrown back at him a lot lately because I think the 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 read on him is he's going to attack. So just be kind of kind of aware of that on like whatever eighth level scouting report a team has. Yeah. The the second thing is that okay, the defense is going to be bad. I would like to see some progression on the defense. Like show me something that's not a steal. Show me better footwork. Like if you're quick on offense, you can be quick on defense. And that takes time. It does take repetition too. And that's where where kids got to find more minutes for them in a game like tonight because they yeah. were like this game was over in the third quarter. Yeah. And uh, with Hardy, I think what you know, it's probably you're not going to see this type of improvement midseason. This is like an offseason thing, but like since right. he's not like an like he he can get to the you know he likes to drive, and, and we like we said we we really appreciate his his knack for wanting to put his head down and get to the rim. Yeah, but he's not gonna he's not the type of he's not going to be an explosive finisher. So his offseason needs to be working on floater, teardrop, just 
in between in the paint, not at the rim uh, touch so that, you know, he's not always barreling in and getting a shot blocked. You yeah. can kind of maybe pull up and, and, and drop a little runner in the lane because he's not going to be a guy that finishes through people. So he's going to probably need to, to get a finesse game in that area of the floor. So that's something he should, Hopefully he works on uh, – he can work, start working on it now, but you're probably not going to see something like that midseason. But that would be like the next step for him, I think, as his teams realize he wants to get to the rim and, and wall him off there. Yep. So, but man, yeah. This this, this sucked because this, you know, I, I honestly – I talked in our Slack about like before this game, I was like, you know, they might – they'll probably win this one and then sit everyone and lose uh, Sunday. Like, yep. And so this was the one that stinks because – you almost have to, you almost have to give up tomorrow's game uh, unless you just want to drive all these guys into the ground. We'll see how much, how much Tibbs uh, there is in Jason Kidd tomorrow. Well, and, and, and that's where, like, like if you assume Kidd has some some say in how the team was built, because I'm I, I feel pretty confident that Kidd was a Jason or that that McGee was a Kid signing. Like he bears some responsibility for the roster, but then you get to the back end of it, and it's just like what are we doing? And, and he, he said, he's talking about, he just recently, the last few minutes gave a quote about how he doesn't think injuries are, are catching up to the team because they're 24 and 20. And I, I tend to agree with him. I tonight is the first time I've really felt that the injuries were absolutely catching up with the Mavericks, which yeah, is a, a tired team. Yeah. It's a testament to the whole team. So it's like, I'm again, I know I'm being a little unfair. I'm just, we're just at that point in the season. Like January tends to be like last year's January was a lot of fun because the Mavericks started winning a bunch. But like traditionally, January is when you start to feel in the mud because you know you're trying to get to All Star break, you're trying to get yep. to trade deadline, and these guys are just trying to get healthy and do all those things. And the same thing comes from covering and watching the team. I mean, if if you're if you're appointment viewing with the Mavericks and then they're like and they're looking kind of how they've looked in these five past five or six games. You just, you can tell everybody's tired. Yep, for sure. And the schedule's not getting easier, really. Um, I mean, I mean they, get, they get a couple of days off after this. They don't play till, I don't think they play till I, Wednesday. Uh, I just met like opponents. Like, sure. And I, again, I hate to say it, but they, it's the reason why it doesn't look easier opponent wise is because they literally played like seven games in a row against the worst teams in the league. So uh, it has to balance out now, unfortunately. But, yeah, oh, know. you're right. You're right. All right. Well, let's get out of Dodge. I'm going to go do the live show. Uh, come yep. read stuff on the site. Got some fun posts for a weekend. I was pretty pleased with the things everybody's turned in. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night, and hopefully we'll have some <laughs> something different to talk about. Otherwise, yeah. it just might be like a five-minute show. Yeah. Everybody be good. Enjoy your Sunday. And uh, if you're listening to us a little later in the week, I appreciate you listening, even though it's a loss. Everybody have a good weekend. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.